0: All right. good morning everyone. Thank you for joining us. Hope everyone is doing well. Just want to let you know that we've been praying for you and that we will continue to do so. And hope you um, will continue to pray for us and pray for each other. Would you take your Bibles with me and turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. In the mid-1800s, in Bristol, England, lived a man that had an extraordinary burden for the orphans of England. He knew they needed help, and he had felt God really burdening his heart uh, to minister to them. This man's name was George Mueller. George Mueller was not a rich man at all, in fact, uh, but he knew that God owned everything. And it is said that George Mueller prayed in almost $500 million in today's currency um, for his orphanages. And that's incredible. With all of this, God did not always answer his prayers the same way. In fact, many times he would go around and he would uh, find people had placed money in the mailbox And uh, he would take that money and use it for the orphanage. But there were other ways that God provided for him. One of those stories in particular goes a little bit like this. The children are all dressed and ready for school, but there is no food for them to eat. The housemother of the orphanage had informed George Mueller of this. George asked her to take the 300 children into the dining room and have them sit at the tables. He thanked God for the food and waited. George knew God would provide food for the children, as he always did. Within minutes, a baker knocked on the door. Mr. Mueller, he said, last night I could not sleep. Somehow I knew that you would need bread this morning. I got up and baked three batches for you. I will bring it in. Soon, there was another knock at the door. It was the milkman. His cart had broken down in front of the orphanage. The milk would spoil by the time the wheel was fixed. He asked George if he could use some free milk. George just smiled as the milkman brought in 10 large cans of milk. It was just enough for the 300 thirsty children. George knew that God would provide in some way, shape, or form. And I love the fact that he began to pray and thank God for the food even before the food was even available. I think sometimes we can relate to this situation. We don't know how God is going to provide. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know our next steps. But we know God. We know that God will provide in some way. I want you to look at 1 Peter chapter 5 and look at verse 6 with me. The Bible says this, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7 says this, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you i want to give you a message that i've entitled this morning give him your care let's pray father thank you so much for the opportunity to be here this morning and father i pray that as we look at your word we would be encouraged about what is going on in our world father there's so many things that we don't understand there's so many uncertainties but father we know you stand firm you have control of it all And I pray that we would be able to give our care to you. Father, thank you so much for dying on the cross for our sins. And thank you so much that we, no matter what happens, we have an eternal hope in you. And I pray that we would just concentrate and focus on that today. And we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Give him your care. George Mueller had a habit of, if you will, humbling himself before God. Because he knew that it was God that his hand would supply for him. Even when it came down to the last minute, he just knew that it was going to happen. He continued to trust in the mighty hand of God. Were there ever times of uncertainty in George Mueller's life with the orphanage? Absolutely there were. I mean, you can't run an orphanage with 300 people and be begging God for everything and not have times of uncertainty. I would think that as he sat down with those children, there was a bit of uncertainty in him. But yet he continued to give God his care. He continued. I want to give you two, just two keys this morning to finding out and finding your way through uncertain times. Number one is simply humble. Humble. Look at verse 6 again with me. The Bible says this, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. You know, it actually amazes me how... A small, microscopic organism can bring the entire world to its knees. The entire world is, is, is completely almost shut down, really. just a small little we can't even see it, if to use a microscope to see it. And it's amazing that it has brought the world to its knees. It's not my intention to dwell here this morning, but let's just be honest. The coronavirus, COVID-19, has brought us to our knees. It has humbled us, if you will. The things that we used to do, we're not doing those things anymore. We're not able to. We're not able to go out and go to the Y anymore and go swimming and exercise and work out. We're not able to go grocery shopping like we used to. We're not able to uh, spend time with our families like we used to. There's all kinds of things that we're not able to do anymore. Listen, it has humbled us. Can I just challenge you with something this morning? What if we just leaned into that? What if we just said, it's humbled us. There's nothing we can do about that. But instead of um, realizing that we have control, realize, hey, This thing has control over us right now. Nothing is certain. But instead of humbling ourselves to the virus, could we humble ourselves to the God who is over the virus? God is in control of this thing. So we're already being humbled. We're being forcibly humbled. Let's just lean into that just a little bit. Nahum chapter 1 and verse 7, the Bible says this, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. I want you to focus on that key. The key phrase here for me is a stronghold in the day of trouble. Psalm 46 and verse 1, which we will probably look at later um, on as we continue through um, these things. Psalm 46, 1, the Bible says, God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in trouble. God is our shelter. God is our refuge. We can run to him. He's the bunker, if you will. We can get underneath him, and he will protect us. Let me ask you this question. What do you have to do in order to use a shelter? What do you have to do in order to use a shelter? My family and I, we enjoy camping and tenting. We don't do trailers. We we haven't uh, uh, graduated to that yet, but we love tenting. And I remember just a couple of years ago, we were camping up in Muskoka, and we were in a tent, and we were beginning to get ready for lunch. And at this time of year, it was in August, the, in Muskoka, it rains quickly. Almost it, without any notice, all of a sudden, it just torrential downpours. Well, we were getting ready to have lunch, and we were getting ready to uh, eat, and we're getting every, everything out, and this torrential dar- downpour just comes down. I mean, we were soaking wet. But the goal was there was a pavilion over, over, off to uh, the other side. And there was a pavilion. And what we wanted to do was we wanted to run and get under that pavilion and set up our shop and cook our meal and eat there. It was our goal to get under the shelter. So let me ask you again. What do you have to do in order to use a shelter? Well, simply... You have to get under it. You have to get under it. Listen, if we were uh, at that campground and we saw the pavilion and we just stood out in the rain and ate our dinner and tried to cook it over a fire, that probably wouldn't work very well. We needed to get under the shelter. And listen, once we were under that shelter, guess what? We were out of the rain. We didn't have to worry about the rain anymore. We didn't have to worry about the storm anymore. Once you're under there, you are protected. You have to get under it. Do you realize that that pavilion was there for us to use? Do you realize that God is always there? You can't just say, oh yeah, he's over here and I'll just never use him. The the wonderful thing about this is that we get to get under the mighty hand of God. Because he's our refuge. He's our strength. But you know what you have to do? You have to be humble enough to do so. I realize that yes, I won't melt in rain. But it's so much better if I'm under the pavilion. Listen, we need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We are humbled at this moment, but let's humble ourselves under God. Let God be our refuge. Let God be our strength, our very present help in trouble. And once you've humbled yourself, I want to show you number two. Once you've humbled yourself, we need to, number two, unload. Unload. Look at verse seven. The Bible says this. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Have you ever thought about telling your closest friend about something that you're going through? A struggle? Uh, uh, maybe a marital issue or maybe just something going on in your life, maybe with another friend or a co You're beginning to think about telling them, but then you stop yourself. Because you wouldn't want to burden them. Have you ever done that? I've done that. I've began th- thinking about telling my wife some things. And I thought, ah, I'm not going to tell her. I don't want her to worry about that. Or I don't want her to think uh, anything uh, terrible. Or, or any of those things. Listen, there's times where we don't burden somebody. We don't want to tell somebody. When we talk about our problems, though, we, it releases some of the weight of that problem onto the person with whom we are talking. Last week... I came home from work and I said to my wife, I need to talk to you because, and I actually literally used the words, I need to unload on you. And I said, it's not about you. Don't worry. But it's about something else. I need to unload on you. And she sat there and she listened. And you know what? I felt so much better because I unloaded that burden. But you know what my wife did? She picked up part of that burden. She picked up part of those things. So understand this. This is exactly what God wants you to do. God wants you to come to Him and unload your problems onto Him. See, so often we go around carrying all our problems. We keep them all internalized and we never let them out. All we are doing is continually being weighed down by those things. It is so refreshing just to verbalize them. It is so refreshing just to get them off of our chest. We use those terms. So, can I challenge you? Unload them. Unload on God. Start talking to God. Some of you might say this I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Well, can I tell you this? Start telling God how you feel. Tell him, God, I'm scared. Tell him, God, I'm sad. God, I'm angry. God, you might even say this God, I'm angry at you. Listen, God, my life is uncertain. God, I have all of these problems. Can I give you this? If there is anyone who can handle your problems, it is God. If there is anyone who can handle you being sad, it's God. If there's anyone that can handle you being angry at God or at anyone, it's God. God can handle those things. Tell him your problems. Tell him how you feel. Just start with that. God, I'm this or I'm that. If there's anyone who can do something about your problems, it's God. Listen, my wife couldn't do much about the problem I had last week. But you know what? There's somebody that can. And it was God. Unload on him. Just just let it all out. Completely unload. I think a lot of times we get caught up in this. Well, I just don't know the exact words to say. That's okay. That's okay. Talk to Him as just you're talking to a friend. The Bible talks about that. Unload on God. Cast it all on Him. There's a song called, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I just want to read you the first verse and then give you a few of of the other verses. It goes like this. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. The chorus goes like this. Oh, what peace... We often forfeit. We give up that peace. Oh, what needless pain we bear! All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. The first, or the, excuse me, the second verse starts like this: Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? The third verse starts like this: Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Let's let's be honest. All of us are in trials. All of us have temptations and there's trouble everywhere. We're weak and honestly, we're heavy laden. We're burdened down. We're cumbered with with this load of care. Listen, the song says, take it to the Lord in prayer. We carry around this needless pain. We carry around a, a, a fret and we don't have peace that passes all understanding because we don't give it to God. Let me give you this as well do you know why we can do that do you know why we can do that look at look at verse 7 again casting all your care upon him why for he careth for you he careth for you he cares for you let's go back to our problems if we're gonna tell somebody who do we tell we do not tell complete strangers do we we don't go to somebody that we don't know and just unload on them no we tell our friends. We tell our closest friends. I told my wife. Well, you know what? We tell people that care about us, that love us. That's who we tell. And so can I challenge you? God cares for you. In fact, John chapter 3 verse 16 tells us that God loves us. In fact, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you so much. God loves me so much that he would be willing to give up his son. He would give his son for us. That's how much God loves you. So if there's anybody in the world that we can cast our care upon, it would be God. God is standing there, if you will, with his arms wide open, waiting for you to trust him. He is waiting for you just to unload on him. I'm here. Come to me. Cast all your care upon me. Maybe you're asking yourself this question. What if I don't know God? What if I don't know God? What if I don't have a relationship with him? Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. The Bible tells us that Jesus is speaking. He says, he gives an invitation, if you will. He says, come unto me. Just come, just come unto me. He says, come, learn of me. He says, come unto me. And listen, this is what he says. Ye who are weary or heavy laden. And he says this, and I will give you rest. There's an invitation out there. He's not demanding. He's asking. He's pleading with you. Will you please come to me? So you might say, I don't have a relationship with God. I don't even know God. Can I challenge you with this? Just come to him. He is standing there, arms wide open, saying, come. Come and I will give you rest. If you have never come to Jesus, you can today. You absolutely can. If you have never trusted him before, you can today. Tell God. Tell him, God, I don't know you. God, I don't, I don't understand you. I, I, maybe I don't have a relationship with you. But tell him this also but I want to know you. But I want to know you. Ask Him to show you that He is real in your life. The Bible says that if you seek God, He will be found. You will find Him. So if you're looking, if you're searching, please, please, please call out to Him and He will be there. He is standing ready and waiting, arms wide open. Although, This is a wonderful thing. The Bible does give us a quick warning. I want you to look at verse 8. The Bible says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. God wants you to cast your care upon him, but there's an enemy. The enemy is Satan. And at any other time, Satan wants to depress you right now. He wants to push you down. He wants to hurt you right now. Please don't let Satan discourage you. Resist steadfast in the faith. Resist him. Push that away and come running to God. But in conclusion, I want to give you this. Look at what God has planned for you when you do this. When you humble yourselves under him, and when you cast all your care upon Him, I want you to take a look at the, the goal of this. If you'll humble Him, unload on Him. Look what He wants to do. Look at verse 10. The Bible says this, But the God of all grace... I mean, you could stop right there. God has given us so much grace. Given us things that we don't deserve. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus... After that you have suffered a while, watch this, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. God wants to give you his grace. God wants to make you perfect. He wants to establish you. He wants to strengthen you. And he wants to settle you there's so much here that God wants to do in such a world of uncertainty and volatility and things are moving constantly and listen tomorrow's going to change but the goal of all of this is God wants to give you grace make you perfect establish you strengthen you build you up and then he wants to settle settle you so listen i'm not saying all the problems are going to go away I'm not saying all your problems are going to go away even after the virus goes away. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is, though the problems, though the storms of life will come, humble yourselves under the refuge of God. Unload on Him. Tell Him all your cares. And when you do that, I promise you, if you do that consistently, I promise you, He will handle them. He will handle them. He will carry you through them. He will help you Run to the refuge. Cast your cares. If you will continue to do that, you will, you will come out on the other side a different person. A different person. So I challenge you with this. Run to the refuge. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Cast your care upon him. Why? Because he cares for you and let him change you. Give him your grace or let him change give you grace. Let him make you perfect. Let him establish you. Let him strengthen you and let him settle you. Let's pray.